Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tetvav, and we will begin on Daf Yudal. Right. Um, we're starting at the word Itmar, which begins about fifteen lines from the bottom of the page after the words Yatzayi Dechavato. Itmar, Hafchan Al Tzidahem. If you flipped the beams on their narrow side. Imagine a two-by-four beam that got flipped, and they all get flipped to be up on the narrow side. Right? Rav Huna Amar Pesula. Rav Huna says it's Pesul. The reason why he says it's Pesul is because he's saying that these beams, we have a Gezerat Tikra, and once we made a Gezeratikra, we're looking at each beams as if they're made out of plastic or made out of metal, and even though they really would. But since it's a Gezeratikra, the rabbis are afraid that you might look like you're in a house. We look at each one as if it's made out of metal, even though it's wood, and it becomes a pasul, even if you flip it on the side. They told it's kosher. They said, no, the only reason why it's asur is because it looks like... Uh, the way a house is and since we flipped it on the side it's in an unusual manner and it doesn't look like a roof therefore it's mutar so the question between them is the Amorim deciding do we do the, when the rabbis make it asur do they make it asur in an absolute manner or just the way it looks now but if you change it it's fine Ikla Rav Nachman Lasur so when Rav Nachman showed up in Surah, so Rav Chist and Rabbi Huna came to visit him, and they asked him, what's the halacha if you flipped it on its side? So he told him, it became like um, it became like skewers of metal and just like skewers of metal are pasul so too these are pasul so Rav Huna said to Vichista uh, no, didn't I tell you that you should hold like me that you should say that Rav Nachman holds like me did we ever ask you anything? You didn't tell me anything? So what happened was that Rav Nachman was asked and he said it's Pasul because the, and he said it was like like skewers. So Rav Huna and Rav Chist so he saw that even Rav Nachman holds like me so he said we didn't ask you we never knew what the reason was basically you have seven and that's why we didn't hold like you in other words, he's asking, how can we not hold like me? You knew I held like that. They said, well, we never knew the reasons. So he told them, he says, you never asked me the reason. He says, you should have held like me all along. Okay. Let's say that there's a proof. 
it says, If you have a sukkah, which is too small, doesn't hold seven by seven, or there's a break in the sukkah, and the break is big enough that a goat could go into it, or the sukkah was good, but they put a beam that's four twachim wide on it, even though you only put three twachim of it in, it's still pasul. My love, Now, what's the case that you could put a four twachim board and you put it only three? Must be that you flipped it on its side, and still you see that in all these cases it's pasul. You see that we're so calling it a iron bar. It could be that this, this right is not necessarily a proof. Not that it's against you, but it's not a proof for you. Because the reason why the board is no good, this four twachim board, is not because it's flipped on the side. The case was that it's flipped flat. But we left it at the edge of the sukkah. And therefore, only three of them are in. It's not flipped on its side, that's three. It's a four tefachim board that's, that's on the four side, but, he, but one tefach is off the back of the sukkah. That three of them are in the sukkah, and one of them is over the edge of the sukkah. Since it's called a, a, a part that's left over the sukkah, so therefore it's called a sukkah. And the, and therefore no, it would be if it was a sukkah, it would be mutar to sleep on it. And since it would be mutar to sleep on it because it's salayotem in a sukkah, it also tells you that the part that is that, that to be strict will say that since that area that's off the sukkah. By the way, we're talking about an area that's off the sukkah on the side that's open. In other words, in a three-walled sukkah, this is on the open side. So if on the open side you put a four tefachim board and one tefach is sticking out of the sukkah, since if that tefach was kosheskach, you'd be allowed to sit there because it's psal yotem in the sukkah. With the leniency, the strictness here is that we'll use the part of the board that's over and say that it's a four tefachim board since it's in a Sukkah area, and it could make it pasul. Right, okay, we're now on the top of Tetvav Munalf. Says the Mishnah. Tikra she'en maziva. If you have a tikra, a roof she'en maziva, which does not have an a maziva. Maziva is the, maziva is the tar. If you know nowadays. Oh, here's Albert. Welcome, Albert. Let's see. Okay, for. Yeah, a tikrar she'enolam aziva is a roof without tar. So the roofs in the olden days used to have boards. Let's say I would say four tefachim boards, and they would line it with that. But in between, uh, rain could drip in, so they would uh, put tar on top of it in between the boards, and that would make the roof. So the roof is again boards plus tar. So let's say you had a roof. Well, you didn't tar it yet. You were replacing the tar. So you removed all the tar off the top of the roof. And now you're left with just boards. And now Sukkot comes. And you say to yourself. Now Sukkot comes. And you say to yourself, oh, here we are. You know what? Why don't I just use. I, I know what, instead of using bamboo sticks. I got these boards. 
I'll just use that. So there's a three way machoket. Rabbi Huda claims this machloket bet shemayim bet yilel. That bet says that you have to mifakfek, which means you have to move all the boards a little bit. So you're putting them down for the sake of the sukkah, as opposed to the way they were originally placed there, which was for the sake of the house. And you'll remove every other board and fill it with bamboo or leaves or branches. Okay. Either you shake it or you remove the, the, every other one. So that's the two ways to go according to Yudah's way of looking at things. Romero says that you take one from the middle but you do not have to shake it. Because he holds the shaking doesn't do anything. Okay? Yeah. Now the reason why Romero would say that is if you remember Romero in the last Mishnah, he holds that if you have a board that's four, it's no good. And therefore, shaking a board is really, really ineffective. Mm-hmm. Because that's like shaking a piece of metal. Shake a piece of metal, okay. not, not going to help anything. Well, you shake it for the sake of sukkah. doesn't help anything. Okay? Says the Gemara. says, the problem is, you have to make the sukkah for sake sukkah. And it can't be made already. And since your house was made for a house, and the board replaced for a house, you can do one or the other. Even fakfek, if he shakes it, you're making an action. And if you take one of the things, you also did an action, and that's also good. What's the reason that he tells you you have to do both? If the reason is because he's worried about one would be enough. If the reason is because he's worried about a roof, that the rabbis have a gizera, that maybe you're going to think you could use a roof. Then it should be enough to take one out of the middle. Really, the reason is because of the roof. This is what they're saying. Even though you shook it, if you took one of the middles, one out, it's good, and if not, not. That's going to be This is, yeah, no, that is, according to Bet Shammai, that you say you have to do both, he's telling you, that, he's, explaining he's explaining how it works, yeah. right? Even though you shake it, if you took one, it's good, and if not, not. Hold on. So what basically what he's saying is that he's not saying you have to do both. He's saying if you didn't fake fake, that doesn't do nothing. You still have to do right not uh not have my time because it gives it a doesn't help. You you have that or not? We thought he meant do both. He meant even though you did this, you still have to do the other one. 
So the only thing you have to do really is But we're trying to emphasize, we're trying to tell you is that so it's not true you can do either. Ever an item. Nobody, nobody holds no, it. No, Beit does. Beit says you can do either. Either one works. This is just Mitzvah Kvek works. Who is this? Beit Hillel. says either just Mitzvah Kvek or Tehnoch Telechav Mitzvah works. Beit says both of them, but really it's not Mitzvah Kvek. You have to do, the reason you have to do both is because Mitzvah Kvek is not good enough. Correct. Got it? Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying now. Mara says, Iyachi Ema Seifa, if that's true, that's what Beit Shemai says, what about the Seifa? Remeir, Omer, Telechav Mitzvah Kvek, you should just take one, but don't shake it. Remeir, Hainu Bet Shemai. If so, Remeir is Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai is really, according to what we just said now, Bet Shemai's whole business is the taking one from the middle. Right? That's the only thing that works. And he's saying Mikvah doesn't work. But that's what Remeir said too. Remeir also said the same thing. Why would the, why would the mission quote him as two different opinions if they're exactly the same? Oh. Right. Right? Whereas He says, Remeir is saying the same as Bet Shemai. But his, the Chidush of Remeir is that Rabbi Yehuda had said that there was a Machlok of Bet Shemai and Bet There's not. And Remeir is saying that there is no Machlok Everyone holds. Bet Shemai and Bet both hold what Bet Shemai says in the previous Machlok. Let let's get clarity. No, I get it. You got it? He's proving that they're not arguing in this case. Cool. Again. He so Bet so, right. and they have the same thing. So Rabbi Yehuda says there's a Machlok of Bet Shemai and Bet Hillel. says you could do either one. And Bet Shemai says the only one that works is. Take, take, take. The only one is Notel. Notel. Good. That's the Machloka coin to Yehuda. Remer comes in and he says, Notel is the only one you do. Now, that is the same, isn't that the same as Bet Shemai? We're answering, yes, it is the same as Bet Shemai. But, but before he was arguing Bet Shemai, and here he's just Bet Shemai. That's the difference. Got it? I get it, but it's a little weird. Rabbi Huda is saying there's two opinions. No, I, I get everything. Okay. But he could have just not wrote his opinion. He could have just, just said. says Rabbi Petiel Mode. Yes, same thing. Yeah. Correct. There's two ways to say the same thing. I don't know why one is e- why you think your way is easier than this way. Okay. Mike, what's well, it's less words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. What's the better question? What's the point of this Mishnah? Is your point of the Mishnah to tell me that Remeir says you have to worry about a, a roof? There's a Gizera that looks like a roof, and therefore you'll have to um, take off. Everyone and Rabbi Yehuda is not worried about the roof, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda says that you could just mifak fake and it's fine. Mm-hmm. We already know that from the previous Mishnah. Same two rabbis, we know their opinions. Mm-hmm. They already argued about this once. The Tanan we learned. That's no chidush. So what's the chidush of the whole second Mishnah? Amar Amar mishupin askinan. The first Mishnah smooth. is talking about the smooth ones. The reason why we're worried is because maybe you'll think that it's a keli. Right? Even though they don't have a bet kibu, but they get smoothed out. And therefore, we don't want people to use kilim, so it's a separate, separate gizera. And this one is gizera tikra. According to Buddha, 
who said that when you use male arrows, it's kosher. Remember we had that case? That's right. Right? Why would we have a gezera of, of smooth that ones because of the other ones? The same way you don't make... Now, again, remember we have the arrows. So the arrows... There was one rabbi who said, we can't use the male ones because we're afraid you might use the female ones. Mm-hmm. However, he says, no, we're not kozer. You can see the difference. It's clear the difference. So according to the rabbi, says, we're not kozer. So if we're not kozer on the male arrows for the female arrows, why would we think that we might be kozer on the smooth, uh, on the smooth for not smooth? So that's much less of a keli than, right. much less of a keli than a male arrow. Right. If not, even more. Uh. Ela, rather... Al Korach must be Resha Pligi Begizeratikra. The beginning have an argument about uh Gizeratikra. The first the first Mishnah was whether or not there's a Gizera that may be a Viruf or not. Seifa Pligi Pligi Bizatikra is also about about the roof. The Fligi Bitati Zimilamali. So what's the point why they did it twice? Seifa, Rabbi Yehuda, the Ka'amale, the Rameir. Amaika, Sarbazarim, Shum Gizatikra, Hasvila Bechemaihu, Titluhu. Betilelo Gazi. So basically, this Mishnah is an explanatory Mishnah of the previous Mishnah. So, in the previous Mishnah was the actual Machloket. Rev Yehuda is the one who says there's no Gizatikra. And Rameir says there is. That's the first Mishnah. Second Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda tells Rameir, Hey Rameir, how could you say that there's a Gizatikra? You're going like Bet Shammai. Because there's Machlok Bet Shammai Bet Hilel, and you're on, the, you're on the Bet Shammai side. And Rameir says back, Hey, there was no Machlok. So the our Mishnah is actually uh, referring to the same thing. You understand? That's why and that's why it's listed here. So we, we're using our previous part of the Gemara to answer the question. Right. You got it? I like that. It's cool. Let's read it inside. Why are you saying it's Asur when it comes to Nisarim, when it comes to boards? That maybe it's a Tikra, it's a roof. That's Right? You're supposed to go like what are you doing? Ramir said back, there is no machloket between the two of them in this thing, so therefore it's not a problem. Mara says, okay, good. Hani chelerav, that's good to turn around, I'm a machloket, b'shiyesh b'emarba. Do you marry it lukas at the club, we would have let them. El shmuel da'amar, b'en lehem arba machloket. If you remember, there was machloket, rav and shmuel, what the machloket in the last Mishnah was, rav had said the machloket is only on a, uh, on a, on a board that's four. And Shmuel said the machlok is on a board that's three from three to four, right? right? So according to Shmuel, who says it's less than four machloket, but if there's four, everyone agrees basul seifa plegi. So what's the seifa talking about? Right? It can't be talking about this. says According to this, according to Shmuel, the machloket is. How do you take away a roof? M- meaning, 
we agree that if there was no roof and a guy wants to use boards that are four, even if Yehuda it's pasul because it's Zatikra. Because we're afraid you're worried to think about it. But here, we're talking about a case where I had a roof. It was a roof. This is according to this, according to Shmuel, we're saying it's not an explanation of a previous Mishnah. It's a new machloket. Okay, it's betul etikra. You had you had a roof, right? And you want to shake them in order to make it yours. Ta- not Like you made it now. Like yes. Yours, right. Yes. Okay. In a sense, it's like a certain type of uh, kenya, no? Yeah, they want to show that you're doing it for the sukkah. Mm-hmm. And the machloket is, is there a reason of gizat over here? One says, batla bahaki, since you shook them, so you, and you got rid of the tasev lo manasui, and you show that you know that it's it's sure. that, that that you can't use a house, that's enough, and there's no gizirah of tikra, and you can use the fourth fucking board for that's what this rabbi holds. How long do you have to pick it up for? A second. But he's saying the fact that you what, what are you shaking for? To show that it's Good, to show that it's holiday. Right. So the fact that you're trying to show it's holiday, yeah. that itself could take away the right. gizirah for. Right. I, I because it. you know it's the holiday. What's the gizirah for? I'll come to sit in my house. But why would you be shaking this, this if you do it? Right. That's Even a if quote. it's ten, you're still shaking it. Right. You know it's not That's time. a Yehuda. For a look. That's not enough. We're still worried people are going to watch and they're not going to know that you shook it. And therefore, we don't let you use the fourth right. board anyway. So, so that's the machloket. Uh, I have the question also on... Uh, remember the guy in the, the rabbi in the first... Rabbi, I think one of them that said that if you sit in the sukkah over 20, you, you, your kids won't think you're in the sukkah. That's no, you, no, you, won't, you won't notice the sukkah. You won't notice the sukkah. So before, go shake it and then you, you notice the sukkah. Saying this rabbi... According to Shmuel, yeah. the way he explained this Mishnah, let the first rabbi just go shake it. Would yeah, would you know Sukkah, and that's like then then it should work according to that rabbi if you shook the roof. Uh, that's uh, what you're saying. That's what you're, that's what you're pointing. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, it's very far back, far back. But I don't know. I just thought about it. Here. No, I remember it. I remember it. So you want to say? By the way, we didn't, we didn't answer Mark's question from yesterday. We didn't get a chance to work on it. Anybody on the Zoom? No one? Yes, Ivan's there. Hi. Good morning, Ivan. How are you? Good morning, Rav. We're about to start a new Mishnah. Stick with us. We're on 10-5. I'm on Alf. Okay? Okay. Um, it could be that there's a difference between a roof that you see and a, a roof that you see that just has boards and a roof that's very, very high. So it could be they want you to see the thing all the time. It's not a question of what you're thinking when you're doing it. They want you to, over there... Boards, Rav, one big board? No, over here boards. we're talking about four, four talking boards over here. Over there you're talking about regular bamboo. Mm. The problem is you're not going to notice the bamboo every time you walk in. So that's not going to go away by the fact that you shook it once. Mm. So it could be it's different. Okay. okay. Brand new Mishnah. By the way, I did not answer yesterday's question. That was a good question. I reviewed it yesterday for a second. Uh, unfortunately, I was up... My daughter was supposed to have a baby yesterday. I thought she was supposed to have a baby. So I was, well, we drove to the hospital. We came back at 2.30 in the morning. She did not have the baby. But she's still there? No, she's not there. She, she came back. It was a false alarm. We came back. But that was supposed to be the time that I was reviewing the thing. So we didn't get a chance to do it. Let's go. Ivan. Uh, Mishnah on the bottom of the page. Hamikares sukato b'shibudim. The guy's got a sukkah, and he uses these iron rods... Or or you have bedposts, 
as skach. Now, the problem is that bedposts and iron bars are not kosher b'skach. Because the Mekavel Tumah. But this fellow's got them. Im kemotam If you have equal space in between them, then it's kosher. Because you could put skach in between. This is the other case we have. The guy's got a haystack, and he hollows out of the haystack. Hey, now, hay is kosher skach. He hollows out a place to make a sukkah. And a sukkah, it's not a kosher. Sukkah, because it's not ta'asev al-masu, like we said last Yes. We quoted this Mishnah earlier. Right. So it's not the Mishnah's fault that you quoted him earlier. Okay. And you know it. <laughs> don't, don't blame the Mishnah for that. It says the Gemara, Lema tiyet yufta. Let's say this is a question on Runa Meshua. Because we learned Parutz Keomed. If you have a wall around an area and you have breaks in the wall. So breaks in the wall, not a problem. You're allowed to have openings in the wall. But here you have a wall that has equal breaks as it has fence. Right. Rav Papa says it's mutar. You're allowed to carry there in that area because the wall is good. Since you don't have breaks more than the fence, so you're okay. It's still called a fence. Rav Huna, Brayda Bishu, Amar Asur. He says, no, you need to have more fence. And since you have equal fence, you're no good. Okay? So we're asking here, our Mishnah should be a knockout on Rav on Rav. Why? Because how could Rav Huna Yeshua say that you're not allowed to carry in the area with the equal fence wall? Here we have a Mishnah with equal planks and skach, and we said it's good. The Mishnah was equal. We didn't say you have to have more mm-hmm. openings. 50-50. 50-50. So if we're letting 50-50 here, how could you, Rav Huna being an Amora, come argue on a Mishnah we're assuming that whatever the rules are for Eruvin should be the same rules for Skach. If 50-50 is good for Skach, how could you come and say that it's different by Eruvin? Really, they are different. Ivan, are you with me or no? Yeah, got it. Simple question, right? You have Tanaim by Sukkah, and here you are Amora by Eruvin, making up your own stuff. How can you go against the Mishnah? tells you, When we say that it's equal, it has to be that it goes in and out equally. Which means, if it's exactly equal, you won't be able to pull it out. It'll be stuck, right? You have two boards that are exactly together. You won't be able to pull one out. So when we said it has to be equal, it has to be equal, but you have to be able to pull it out, which means that it's a drop bigger. Being that it's a drop bigger. So it's not 50-50. It's not 50-50. It's 50.01 right, and 49.99. Right, okay. And that's why it's rough, and that's why it's fine. So Rev. Hunabredeshua will tell you. So at the end of the day, it has to be rough. It has to be rough. That's what Rev. Hunabredeshua is going to claim. The other rabbi says, who told you that's what it means? I say it means 50, 50, 50, 50. Right. And therefore, you see it's a proof like me. Right. And says, no, you misunderstood the Mishnah. I'm not against, I would never go against the Tana. I'm with the Tanaim. They're with me, actually. They're against you. Mm. Got it? Yeah. Each rabbi is reading the Mishnah their own way. No one argues on Tanaim. 
when the rabbis come up with their Eruvin situations, they're, they're all with the Mishnah. They're, they're just learning it, they're, they're interpreting it their way. Right. Good. How could you tell me that it wasn't exact? And therefore, that's why it's okay because it's fifty-one forty-nine. You have no right to assume that, since the Mishnah says it was equal. Kimotam, the space was like them. Maybe it means that you have to be with a measuring tape and being exactly equal, like the Mishnah says. What right do you have to take it out of its context and say it means fifty-one forty-nine? If the Mishnah says it, it's possible to to measure and get exactly right. So maybe the Mishnah should mean Kimotam straight. Amar Ami. Ami explains, even though it is possible to get it exactly right. We're talking about Ma'adif. Airspace. No? Ma'adif means that you're, you're trying to add space. Right. What does that mean? Let's see what that means. Hold on. Let's see, Rashi. Matitin lo achshar betzimtum b'metzimtem el ma'adif levashim b'ntaim al racha v'shbudim. Our mission is talking about a case where you're trying to make it. Go in and out easily. According to Hunam Yeshua, he's talking about a case that you're trying to you, you're trying to make it smooth. Even though, yes, we're agreeing that it's possible. So then it's obviously it all. Uh... But here you're trying you're trying to make it bigger. So Kimotam means almost like them. Mm. That's the answer of Rab Ami. Rav Amar, a field Madif. I can even tell you, you didn't leave any extra room. He's telling you that you put it the other way, which means if you have the beams this way, you put all the skach the other way. Now, if you're putting it the other way, you have to make it a little bigger in order that they don't fall. And therefore, since you have to make it a little bigger so they don't fall, you always have a little room. In other words, when you're putting it in the middle, it'll stay there no matter what. When you put it sideways, okay? In other words, if you, if you have your pasul boards this way and your kosher boards in the opposite direction... Hold on, let's get this clear. So we're saying that since it is, um, it has to stick over a bit, so therefore it's the rope, and that's why it's okay. Mm-hmm. We said, or you could use, or if they use, we said, you either use shibudim, or you used bedposts. So we see from here that bedposts are pasul. Now, bedposts are usually made out of wood. So the Gemara is pointing out, this must be a proof to be Amir Rapiumi. If you used worn out clothes, it's Pasul. Why? 
even though they're worn out, but since they came from clothes that were a keli, and they can accept tumah, therefore they're no good. So you want to say over here also, when it comes to bedposts, even though the way they are, they're just bedposts, right? They're just, they're just, it's just a piece of wood. Why should it be pasul? Oh. But since it came from a bed, which is a keli, it's pasul. Just like we see over here, like this rabbi is saying, by the mm-hmm. worn out kelim, if you have a rags that came out over, then he's saying it's basul. Says mm-hmm. Gemara, not necessarily. We're not talking about a bedpost, just a post that comes out. Talking about a bedpost with a leg of it. Or or a short one with two with two things. So therefore, I'll show you the two sides over here. Very, very simple. When you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. This we call a long one with two posts. Or a short one with two posts. You see that you see how this is part of a bed? Yeah. So we're talking about putting this on top of a sukkah. And therefore it's not a proof to anything because here it's an actual Kelly. If it was we thought it, originally we thought it was just a post. Just a post, of course, is all would look like nothing according to some okay, rabbis. Okay, yeah. Maybe according to at least some rabbis. I used it for something else. Right. But here, since it's an actual Kelly, Ivan, I hope you could see it. Therefore it's different. Yeah. Okay. On what case did Reb Chanan Amarabi say that this case that's talking about these long posts or short posts? On what, when did you saying, oh, like Reb Chanan Amarabi? Who, who's Reb Chanan Amarabi? On what Mishnah was he talking about? He's talking about the Mishnah in killing this is the following. Metamat could make could accept tumah chavila when it's whole. Metaheret chavila, but if it was tameh and then you broke it, it doesn't it doesn't get whole. It doesn't get purified unless you rebuild it. But if you if you dip it, it doesn't get tahor. Which means right? No, I get that. You have to build it again in order to make it tahor. But just dipping it again would—if it broke—would still be tameh. Hold on. Let's, let's see what happened. You have a mitah that was hold, so it gets tameh when it's whole. Now, if you break it into pieces, okay, those pieces can't get tameh on, on their own, and therefore uh-huh. they don't no, get. But it became tameh when it was whole. It didn't become tameh when it was broken. There's two cases. If it got it got tamir when it's told while it was broken, okay, I understand. But if it became tamir while it's told, you can't do that. It was tamir while it's told. Therefore, when it breaks, there's the pieces are still tamir because they were all one piece. Is that if that's the case? Then I don't see how it would work. Let me see if I get this clear. I don't have it yet. I think we have to hold this way afterwards because I have to get it clear. We'll do it. But that's what we'll do it after. Okay. We're on top of Ted Zayin Amalaf.